Gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Welcome, you little monsters. I am so sorry. No, so, don't, so, don't so sorry about it. today's movie. Stop it. Stop it. Oh Stop my it. God. Okay, so here's the thing we skipped the film and now we're going back. I had it on my list, but it might have just been penciled in. And then when I printed out a new copy, it didn't show up. So we passed it, but not too far. Today, we are looking at... Uh, Jesus Christ. Queen Kong from 1976. You may recall that we recently did King Kong from 1976. <laughs> That's right. This is a cheap-ass parody version that was rushed out to coincide with the release of Dino De Laurentiis's Queen Kong and promptly got sued. Ooh. <laughs> so, there you go. This this movie is, like, really, though, if you really want to describe this movie, especially, I feel like to my generation what this movie is is a scary movie i don't mean like a horror movie i mean you guys remember there was like scary movie one scary movie two scary movie yeah. three it's very much that but just in 70 what whatever 70 76 76 yes or like, it's like well they take the pot like the references from like jaws and the exorcist and yeah. they like take all of these references yeah. and make a really silly spoofy movie that's hilarious um, I have to uh, oh. hardly disagree with you. It's a oh, hard no. disagree for me. Uh, yeah, and it like, in fact, they make one of the same joke references that the movie Airplane did, mm. which is the well, that was that the eighties Airplane. Airplane is no, it's more like 70, oh, okay. Okay, we'll 79, 77. Let me see. I'm so sad. I was like, he's either gonna hate it, like really fucking hate it, or think it was funny. And I'm so sad that hate it is the answer. 1980. Air Airplane is 1980, but was making a reference to the same 1975 movie that this one did. Mm. And Airplane joke? makes a Jaws reference. Yeah. In the movie Airport 1975, Helen Reddy plays a nun with a guitar. Oh. There's a little sick girl on the plane who has her own guitar. And I believe the nun comes over and was like, hey, nice guitar. I, well, first she's like, is it OK if I talk to her? And then she comes over and uh, plays a little song on the guitar for the girl. So we have a nun with a guitar in, on, the, on an airplane. <laughs> In this movie. I knew that it was a reference to something, but I would just didn't yeah. know what it was. It was obviously a reference to something, how like much they put focus on yeah. it. There were four airport movies. It was airport, airport 75, airport 76, and then like Condor 
not Condor. Yes, Condor. I don't know. Concord, not Con- Concord Airport. Airport 79, I think, was the one about the Concord. Uh, so in Airplane, there's a nun with a guitar, although I believe the stewardess actually asked to borrow the nun's guitar to sing a song to a sick kid. The nun herself is singing Respect, <laughs> but on a guitar. It's not really an acoustical guitar song. Uh, anyway, I'm trying to avoid talking about this movie. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sad. The entire film is on YouTube if you care to watch it. Go watch it. it. Watch it. Go and watch it. <sighs> Here's the thing. It's like, watch it. If you don't like those movies, if those, if that humor is like, you know, too stupid for you. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I would want to watch those movies. And my mother would be like, they're too stupid. Like, they're dumb. They're stupid. But I loved them. And I loved the, the, the comedy. I loved the references. I loved what they were making fun of. It's just kind of one of those things. Also, Mel Brooks did this, you know, with Dracula, Dead and Loving It, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Young Frankenstein, yes. like these kind of parody movies. So okay. <laughs> I really loved this. Like, I like those. I like those kind of movies in general. This movie does not deserve to be spoken of in the same breath as all those films. This movie I'm just is saying that if you like those funny. films and you like things like that, and you have watched all of these films from the 30s to now, that this <laughs> and you enjoy it's something that you enjoy that you that this movie you will enjoy this movie. It's silly, it's goofy, it's funny, it's sexy, it's hilarious. Uh, see, I found it to not be funny. <laughs> it was trying hard to be funny, but I thought it utterly failed. Uh, it seemed like. It was in danger of becoming a porno at any moment and yet never did. Yeah, I agree. So it's sort of – it's kind of trying to be a sex comedy but fails at that too because although there are some scantily clad women, there's not really much in the way of sex going on. There's not any nudity. Mm -hmm. But it constantly feels like nudity could happen at any moment and that it could turn into full-blown porn at any moment. Just from the quality of the production and the performances, it seems like it, it could Which, have been if you know me, you understand why that is funny to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, my God. Okay, so it's a 1976 British-German co-production, uh, obviously a parody of King Kong. It was never released in the United Kingdom due to legal action by Dino De Laurentiis. <laughs> I even found a there's a link to a newspaper article about it. I don't know if he he obviously filed suit. I don't know if it uh, went to trial or if it was if they just said, OK, fine, <laughs> we give up because there's no way they were going to be able to outspend him in court. The th- so it was released in Germany and Italy, but it, it kind of disappeared until years later it came out on VHS or DVD or, or whatever. And now, now it's up on YouTube. Uh, the thing is in America, in America, parody is very well protected, but I don't think it's as well protected in Britain. Mm. I think the argument is this is dilutes the uh, integrity of our brand. There's a chance of people confusing your movie with our movie. There's no chance anybody was going to go see this movie by mistake. Nobody was going to not spend money to see King Kong because they accidentally spent it on Queen Kong. That's not going to happen. 
But I think the the British laws concerning those things are different than the American ones. So, uh-huh. so there you go. Well, I did screenshot a few comments on because it was on YouTube that I really loved, and other people love this movie too. Okay, all right, I got <laughs> some really good comments, some funny ones. Okay, go ahead, hit me. Okay, let's see. Nipolis Cage says. <laughs> Still a better love story than Twilight, which I thought was <laughs> well, hysterical. Well, I mean, I can't argue with that. Uh, DB Disaster says, congratulations, what a film. Funniest and most hilarious Kong movie ever made. Okay. Forest Dweller says, she's a genie who ain't teeny. Oh, this is just the lyrics for the song. Never mind, I won't read this. Yeah. Um, I also found a comment that is by Tom Spiegel that has some info. He like writes where there's some like weird background stuff happening, like offset, which was interesting. Um, take note, Hollywood American supervillain says this is how you do gender swap, not that Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wow, Re- really? <laughs> Ogie Cheetah says, what a funny Queen Kong movie. I loved it. Mod 60 says, not a bad movie. Someone put money into this. (laughs) (laughs) They did not. They put $632,000 into it versus the $20 that was spent on King Kong in that year. King Kong, yeah. And then last comment that I screenshotted was Robin Asquith was recently interviewed on the Richard Herring podcast and talked about this film. If anyone cares or <laughs> listens to that podcast or wants to go and hear what Robin had to say about it, now you know. <laughs> I think I might listen to that uh, later. So, yes, let that leads us to the cast. We have Robin Asquith as Ray Fay. Rula Lenska as Loose Habit, Valerie <laughs> Leone as Queen of the Nabongas. God damn it. Roger Hammond as Wolf, Linda Hayden as the Singing Nun, John Clive as Comedian, Carol Drinkwater as I'm a Good Body. <laughs> Some James Bond little shit there. Anthony Morton as Antique Dealer, Vicky Michelle as Crew Girl, Anna Bergman as Crew Girl, Geraldine Gardner as Crew Girl, and Jeannie Collings as Crew Girl. In the movie, she's like in the original, she's making a movie. Loose Habit is going to make a jungle she's picture. The, she's, and, she's the Carl Denham. Yeah, so she has all these girl crew her crew is all women and they're following her around uh they're liberated women who burn their bras they, and panties. Get it right. they, are, <laughs> they are they are not um all right so the on wikipedia the plot is just one paragraph long because it's the plot of king kong it just says this film switches the traditional roles of females and males and reverses the sexes of the original cast of King Kong. The main character, Ray Fay, plays the damsel in distress, which tends to usually be played by women. He is kidnapped by film director Loose Habit to star in her new African jungle movie. He then finds himself the attraction of an enormous, I'm sorry, of an amorous giant female gorilla that pursues him across London. 
Uh, where to start? Um, we can start in the jungle with hot chicks breathing heavy, running in animal print, facing uh, a man who turns out to be a movie set. The man, yes. the man calls the woman bitches. He's very sassy, <laughs> and then he calls them chauvinist pigs. <laughs> they are though. They are. Yeah, they are. That's why it's funny. This movie's idea of women's liberation is just. Uh, well, I don't it's know not what. the movie's idea of women's liberation. It's the it's that they're making fun of how fucking ridiculous all of the movies that we've seen up until this point are with their sexism, and they're just showing you how ridiculous it is by reversing it. I guess. I thought so. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious and well done. So funny. There is a whole musical number. The name of her boat is the Liberated Lady, mm-hmm. and the ladies sing this very oddly syncopated song about. The boat. Burn your bra and burn your panties. Call your mom and call your aunties. We're the liberated ladies. Yeah, it's that's not how a, it goes. There's, there's, ba- there's, there's banjo in it. Yeah, but the rhythm of it is very weird and doesn't quite work. It seems like it's trying to be a pro-feminist movie, but it does so by having women behave as horribly as men do. Yeah, because it's just making fun of the other movie. And then have men uh, thinking that having the guy be effeminate and the women be aggressive and also throwing the F word around and not F, not that F word, the other F word. But, I mean, it was 1974. Nobody cared, but they should have. And they think it's funny. I didn't find it funny. I found it dated and and awkward. And she's she's worse than Carl Denham because she straight up drugs and kidnaps this guy. Yeah. She's looking for – so, as you said, the opening scene is – looks like a guy's being pursued in the jungle by so-called native women who are all white. And gets tied upside down, and then it turns out he's an actor in a movie and is tired of being physically abused by the director, and he quits. So she needs a new actor and just kind of goes out looking for one, just like Carl Denham, just goes out to the street looking for one. Yeah, finds a little street rat stealing shit. Yes. Uh, I know I should say that Robin Asquith and Rula Lenska and most of the people I mentioned – They've been in stuff. Some Uh of them were in stuff before this. They had careers and they went on to continue to have careers. And some of them are still working to this day. Maybe it's to their benefit that this movie was not released in Great Britain. (laughs) Maybe it would have ended their careers. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, I, I was just amazed when I started looking them up to see that. Well, I mean, I've seen some Arula stuff and I'm seen some of Robin's stuff, but I didn't recognize him. The movie's also yep. racist. 
Go ahead. It, it, at one, it, it, the movie is racist. At one point, it acts like it's making fun of racism, but it's still being racist with the unga bunga nonsense. Uh-huh. Also, they oh god, there's this one joke that they are so proud of that they just can't stop making it, and it doesn't even make sense. What what is it? Honeybee, what country were they headed to to film their movie? Paris, London. No, no. In darkest Africa, they're heading to. They were headed to Lazanga, where they do the conga. Oh, yeah. No, they were headed to Lazanga, where they do the conga. They didn't even make it rhyme for some reason. I couldn't help myself. I made it rhyme when I pronounced it. Uh-huh. Every time they say this name of this country, they say the Lazanga, where they do the conga. And it is also in the text throughout the movie. Uh-huh. But they're spelling Congo with a K because it's Kong. And they just keep saying it over and over again. And it doesn't get any funnier every time they say it. I just don't know. They couldn't. They just latched onto that joke and, and dragged it through the entire movie. I, I didn't care for it. For some reason, the this tribe in Darkest Africa in Lazanga, where they do the Conga, is comprised Almost entirely of white women. There's a little bit of every woman in this tribe. There, it's like black women, a, brown women, white women. There's a few black women, one who looks like she might be Indian, and a couple of men, uh, a black man and a white man, and maybe a few more. But the vast majority of them are white women, but they're supposed to be a native tribe in Africa. I think the main reason for this is... You know, this movie never got anywhere near Africa, and these were the actresses they could find in and around London. London and New Haven is the locations for this movie. So I think they just couldn't find enough black actors and actresses to make up an entire tribe or ones that were willing to be in this, So, including the the, the chief of the tribe. The, oh, so she goes to look for a guy find, and, and is watching Ray Faye. And watching him try to do his do some scamming, and he <laughs> tries to steal a King Kong poster from an antiques shop that's worth sixty pounds, and uh, she, inter- like Denim, dis- uh, intervenes with the apple salesman in the original movie. She intervenes and then drugs his tea <laughs> and kidnaps him and puts him on a boat. It's so funny how it happens too. Like when he passes out, he like. He's like, mm, thanks. He like cheers. He like takes a drink and then just like, bam, like bangs his head on the table, huh. like just out instantly. <laughs> and uh, Ray Fay, God damn it, um, he instantly has Stockholm syndrome. He just goes around. He is perfectly happy with whoever kidnaps him at any moment. Well, yeah, Very- because he's a street rat living on the street, and now he's on a <laughs> boat full of women i guess but he uh yeah he's he being very fed, quickly being, clothed, being housed of course he has like getting a whole life he very quickly adjusts to being kidnapped but then just like in the original they come across the tribe and they want him and they say no you can't have him and go back to the boat and so the tribe comes and kidnaps him from the boat they come and yoink him <laughs> Yep, and he seems perfectly happy to be with them. He's just dancing and partying with them. And then when Queen Kong comes along and takes him, he quickly adjusts to that and uh, seems pretty happy with Queen Kong. And in fact, 
falls in love with her. Yeah, because this isn't a real movie. There's no like continuity. <laughs> There's no like take this seriously, this seriously. It's all making fun of all the shit we've seen before. So it's supposed to be over the top. He's ma- they're making fun of the fact that we don't know what they do with the ladies. Like King Kong doesn't do with the ladies. We don't like they they make all of these references and jokes and all or all of these things about King Kong like having sex with or like being romantic with. It's like making fun of that. It's funny. That it's like he's falling in love with Kong because when we saw it in the movie in the original King Kong in 1933, we're just supposed to like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and we're just like, and it's serious. It's a serious movie, and we're just supposed to take it for what it is. And like this movie is just like that's so silly, and we're gonna show you how silly it is. Uh, I guess I just I didn't find any of it amusing. It does the ma- the most major departure actually because the the plot really does follow the original quite closely, perhaps even closer than the seventy six version, except mm-hmm. for the major deviation is that Queen Kong does not end up dead at the end. Yeah, and I don't think she actually kills anybody. I mean, it's comedy, so uh, that's understandable. But uh, she grabs a helicopter at one point, but he gets her to put it down. <laughs> And nobody ends up dead. <laughs> so there's also, uh, what's her name here? Loose Habit decides she's in love with Ray Fay, And pretty quickly, very early on, and she's always calling him sweet boy and precious child and just weird little infantilizing <laughs> names. But at one point, she sexually assaults him. She... Uh-huh. He's saying no, and she's not having it. She's just because at this point he's just he's in love with Queen Kong and doesn't want to be with her anymore. Yeah, he's like telling Fay Ray. I mean, telling telling uh the director, he's like, you're just like yeah. you're just like every other woman. You only want one thing. He really loves me. <laughs> what else do I have here? I've got. I mean, I have pages upon pages of notes, but I just feel like it's you're good if you hate it, and it's like not <laughs> funny. Like there's no reason to like. No, go no, go ahead. Notes. I, no, I want to. I want to hear your notes because we need to fill this episode. So <laughs> we can't just fill it with me going. <sighs> so take it away, honeybee. What do you got for me? Well, let's see. I'm trying to find out where we are right now in the movie, according to my notes. Um, oh, I, there's this thing throughout the movie where we're like. Because, like, there was this confusing part where it's, like, I-, I didn't get it at first. I was very unsure of the movie. It took me, like, about half the movie to realize, like, oh, it's, like, because there was, like, a Lady Jaws, right? Like, a Jaws that mm-hmm. said Lady Jaws. She had lipstick on. Yeah. And there was a yeah. moment where one of the kaijus, like, head turns, like, spins around. And, like, he, like, ha- uh, vomits green pea soup, which is, like, the exorcist, oh. right? No, it was, well, no, it was the girls on the boat. The native guides oh, yeah, the on the boat. The girls on the boat do it first, yeah, and then later on, another kaiju does it. Oh, okay. I guess like, maybe I missed that one. Yeah, and he's like, I, it like throws up on him. He's like, I thought there was like seventy-two different kinds of pea soup. Like, oh, that was a really weird joke. There's a lot of like, there was a lot of things that I could tell were jokes, but that I just didn't understand what the reference was. But I could tell like, oh, this was something. I didn't yeah. understand. Like, I they're missed all, it. So. They're all very topical and thus very dated. Like they, yeah. they're yeah they're they get possessed and spin their heads around spit pea soup for no 
reason other than we want to refer to Someone the exorcist. Says possessed. Yeah. yeah. And then she makes a crack, Loose Habit makes a crack about the devil in Mrs. Hines, which is a reference to the devil in Mrs. Jones, which I believe was a porno. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, 1973 American pornographic film. So it was similar to, we were talking about Deep Throat in another episode. This is an, another yeah. similar a similar one that was big enough. Oh, well, but it's by the same guy that did Deep Throat. Oh, okay. So of course it was his it was his follow up to that and it got a reasonable amount of <laughs> exposure if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> the devil and Miss Jones. So she makes a joke about the devil and Mrs. Hines in reference to I guess Hines making pea soup. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a stretch, <laughs> but that was the joke. It was. There's also uh, dinosaurs in this jungle, and what someone makes a comment that the dino is all teeth like Jimmy Carter. Yep. Did you get that Who's one? Or... No, that's why I wrote it down. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You're about to ask me who Jimmy Carter is? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter, President of the United States from 1977 okay, well, to 1981. I, I thought so, but it, the way that it was, the way that they said it was like, I wasn't sure if it was like a pre- the president or if it's like a comedian or. Oh, no, no, no. He, no, he was known for his big, his big smile and his oh. big teeth. I don't know that his teeth are particularly large or he just showed them a lot when he smiled. But there was a, right. that, yeah, that was one of the joke. The two go-to jokes with Jimmy Carter were his teeth and the fact that he was a peanut farmer. Oh. So that was. Was that a bad uh, thing? Is that like not a good thing to be? No, like I mean, it's just, you know, before he got into politics, one of the things he did was that he owned a peanut farm, uh, oh. which I th- believe he still owned and had to sort of turn over the interest you know, while he was president. Unlike some recent presidents, <laughs> while he was president, he sort of had to turn over the um, management of that company to a blind trust. So that he wouldn't wouldn't oh. be doing, so he wouldn't be using his position to enrich himself by d- passing any policies that would benefit his personal business, oh, which is what okay. presidents are meant to do. But some better, some do it more, uh, more than others. So, what was the bagpipes joke? I don't remember the bagpipes joke. Oh, oh, the There's- the monster. Yeah, one of the. There was a big stone bagpipe. Yeah, big and pack- then it said like seven something BC, like seven thousand BC. Yeah, or something. just just that it was a petrified, fossilized bagpipe. I don't know what that one was about. Oh, okay, I, I don't understand the uh, why an ancient, fossilized bagpipe is was funny. Um, hmm. So if that was a reference to something specific, I did not. I didn't catch that one. It might have been a British thing. Maybe so. Let's see. There's one point where Lady Kong like throws all of the ladies into the sea or like into the whatever they're around, whatever body of water it is. And a gator in the like, I guess it's a swamp, like yeah. looks up like he's going to like attack someone. Then he just says rubbish and goes. Yeah. Water. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then she makes a joke about um, she's like, we've got to take Queen Kong. She's going to be the biggest show. 
blah, 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 we're going to take her to London. And then she says something about how most guys, in, like something about a queen. She's like, most guys in London are queens. I was yes. Like, oh. uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there seemed to be a lot of gay bashing in this movie. Or it's just some casual. Um... Is that is that gay bashing? I guess if she means it. I mean, she, uh, yeah, I mean, she didn't say it like it was a positive thing. I didn't think she said it like it was a bad thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he does. He does. Uh, <laughs> he does. He uses Ray Faye uses the F word at one point. The actor at the beginning is presented as being gay and, and presented in a negative way. I mean, it's the 70s. You get that kind of casual uh, gay bashing in movies all the time in the 70s. But that doesn't make uh, it okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, I That's how I take it. <laughs> uh. And and the, the sort of casual racism with the so-called Africans and the – there's a – point where she's she's speaking with the leader of the tribe who is a white woman but she says uh they speak ungabunga a language spoken in many old movies so it seems like they're trying to make fun of the sort of nonsense made up gibberish that might be used in an old movie and then proceed to indulge in it for like two minutes ungabunga banga wanga him we like for making conga. Sanga, banga, wanga, danga. Him? No. But I uh, pay you much to see the conga. Siga, miga, figa. Biga. Yagabuga, huga. What'd she say? She said no. So I'm like, well, you act like you're making fun of these racist tropes, and but not, then you're also trying to play it for a laugh, and I don't think you can have it both ways. So, uh... uh. I just found that highly annoying. Did you want to keep going through the plot? Where where were you with the? Um, the... I'm just looking through my notes. I did like that the the band was called the Orango Tangs. That was funny. <laughs> okay. The Orango Tangs. The music is actually by the Peppers. The Peppers. The somebody has kindly put the entire soundtrack up on YouTube. As separate tracks. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. A film by Frank Angram, music by the Peppers. Uh, it says Queen Kong, and then underneath it says La Regina di Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frank Agrama is the director. He is Egyptian. And the screenplay is by him, Ron Dorbin, and Fabio Piccioni. Uh, there's, they don't even have Wikipedia pages. Frank does, but the other two don't. So, um, those are the people responsible. I love that they put Queen Kong in like a BDSM bra and panties. <laughs> oh yeah. There's this weird part when they get to the part where they've taken her back to London and are going to put on a show. The person who's, I don't know what his role was exactly, but he seemed to somehow be able to shut the show down. And I don't know if he was a government official or in charge of the venue. I think he was in charge of the venue where they're having the show. Anyway, he's insisting that they put a, he's insisting that they put a bra on the gorilla. They can't have a topless 
female in the show. And they're like, it's a gorilla. What are you talking about? And he's like, if you know, bra, no show. And, and I, yeah, and panties too, I guess. So they just turn some of the chains that are holding her in place into uh, a bra and, and panties. A bikini, Another I guess. joke that I, I really, chain yeah, like a, like a chain bikini. <laughs> Yeah. Another joke I really liked was that everyone was like, a 64-foot gorilla! There's a 64-foot gorilla! Oh, yes. just ran into a 64-foot gorilla! Like, they just kept saying 64-foot, and I thought that was hysterical. Everybody was able to immediately <laughs> identify her as exactly 64 feet. Not 60, great. not 70, but 64 feet. That was uh, that was slightly amusing. Uh, I did think the police were a little bit funny. There was sort of deadpan cop. And the who hmm. he, he was like, uh, what do you what do you mean? There's a giant gorilla. What do you mean it's, oh, a, it's yeah, rampaging yeah. through the city? Would you mean there's a sixty foot fall gorilla on the loose? Would you mean the sixty foot fall gorilla is walking round St Paul's? Would you mean the sixty foot fall gorilla is looking for a hippie from the Portobello Road? I mean there's a sixty four foot gorilla on the loose. I mean the sixty four foot gorilla is walking around St Paul's. I mean, the 64-foot gorilla is looking for a hippie from Portobello Road. I just found a lot of the jokes really, like, he's like, uh, oh, it's a shame the Empire State Building's in New York. Yeah. Like, uh, but, okay, fine. You need to, I don't know, it seemed like a lot of it was just weird improvised shit from Mr. Asquith. I'm like, do you just need to keep reminding us that you're parroting King Kong, it's, I mean, uh, we all know that's what you're doing. You don't have to keep mentioning specific things from King Kong. She does end up climbing up Big Ben, I think, which is more than, uh, what's his name, dude? Conga. <laughs> Remember back when we watched Conga? Yeah. Conga stands right in front of Big Ben and then belligerently declines to climb up it. Or wreck it or anything. <laughs> this is probably just a postcard. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered to actually build a model of it in that movie. He was just in front of a blue screen with it in the background. This is why he this is the reason he didn't interact with it directly. One effect that I did actually think was kind of well done in the jungle, they have a giant table and chair set up for Queen Kong. They're gonna feed the victim to her. The victim comes out. Her husband comes out of a birthday cake. Yes. So they had an, a you know a life size giant table, and then they had a one sized to the guy in the ape costume. And I thought that they matched those up really well, so that they did look like they were the same objects. If you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They had a giant one on set that the humans were interacting with, and then they had a regular size one that the guy in the suit was interacting with, and they looked – they matched them up very well, and they looked the same. So I appreciated that. Uh, I did think the suit was kind of weird looking, especially the head. Yeah, was, I was going to say especially the boobs. Like why did they separate them like that? Yeah, they were weird, but they were – they were, but it was like a gorilla chest. It was like they were trying to imply – a female chest without going full boob because it's a gorilla and they don't really, you know, they're not, they don't really look like that. And it just came out looking weird. Yeah. And her hair was kind of top of the mask with that part. I mean, her hair is all over, but the, 
the part you would think of as her hair on top of her head was kind of kind of weird looking. I, I didn't care for it. Uh, but I didn't care for my, the movie in general. My favorite line of the whole movie is when the director like knows that Ray has like ran off with Queen Kong, and then she's like, "I wonder if they'll settle for a threesome." Yes, <laughs> that was your favorite oh, part. That was my favorite line. Yeah, of yeah, movie. yeah. She because she's totally oh, in love with. Besides the um the opening song, the Queen A Queen A Queen A for my yeah. Queen A was really good too. <laughs> We have to we have to put the opening song in because it's so funny. She's a queen, queen for my wiener. Uh, yes, the theme song Queen Kong is explicitly sexual, and like this is a song about a human and a gorilla. This, what, what is wrong? No, with the, you? the gorilla. The gorilla is his parts. Because when he's feeling really spunky, he uses his something monkey. I couldn't, I rewound it twice and didn't get the words, but <laughs> he's the queen for his ween. He uses his monkey, I think. song and the the like end song is hysterical uh what's the end one i just have the closing song lmfao as my note <laughs> some breezes loving squeezes amid the bamboo trees and if you So Rula Lenska, she's kind of interesting. Um, she was a Polish countess who was born in England, though, 
because her family had fled Poland during the war. But before the war, they owned a castle and shit in Poland. Uh, it's not clear if she ever even actually lived there, if she ever went back there after the war was over. I mean, she doesn't have, you know, she was born in England. She grew up in England, so she doesn't have a Polish accent or anything like that. But yeah, she was a, she's technically a member of the Polish nobility, though she didn't ever really participate in that. Um, but she's she's had a long career and she was a little bit of a thing in the 70s, but she's been in stuff as recently as last year. So good for her, I guess. Yeah. And she was on Celebrity Big Brother in Britain. Oh, wow. She's been in Doctor Who, so that's the thing I would have seen her in. And uh, was kind of a running joke on Johnny Carson back then because she was in a shampoo commercial. And Carson harder. <laughs> <the>, yeah. <laughs> she, she was in a shampoo commercial in the seventies that was like made in Britain, but then shown over here. So I think she like, hi, I'm Rula Lenska. And everybody's like, who the fuck is Rula Lenska? People over there would have known who she was, but people over here were just like, what? <laughs> so she became a running joke on the Johnny Carson show back then oh i think it was just you know apart from who who is she it was also just a funny name to insert into any thing you might be talking about mm. uh okay any other notes you want to bring up let me look let me look she's a cleaner for my wiener <laughs> while you're doing that i'm going to mention my brother gabriel ended up watching this movie and mm. um, he did not care for it either. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that, that is that's your prerogative. <laughs> yeah, I think he, yeah. he. I think he found it upsetting. <laughs> did he? <laughs> oh, go cry about it. And it took me several. It took me several times to get through this movie because I started watching it when I first discovered it knowing that we would get to it eventually and I didn't make it all the way through the first time. Oh, I do have a note about how Ray always is like, have you got a joint? <laughs> Just to like random people throughout the movie. Right. Oh, I did want to mention, so his name, Ray Fay, is obviously a reference to Fay Ray. But uh, I find it interesting though that they're, they were parodying the actress's name, uh -huh. not the character. And similarly, on our Patreon, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, have a Patreon, patreon.com slash MMFTG. We're going through the lyrics of uh, um, science fiction double feature. We're looking at the movies that are mentioned in science fiction double feature from the Rocky Horror Show. And in that, the lyric is, and then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong, not for Anne Darrow. And King Kong <laughs> for Fay Ray and King Kong. And even as a child, before I had seen King Kong, I knew that Fay Ray was the woman in King Kong. So I just find it interesting that everybody knows her as the actress's name, not mm -hmm. the character, the, not the character's yeah. name. I mean, there, you know, there's you do see that sometimes, but there's okay, like Harrison Ford. 
if you're talking about Star Wars, you're not going to say Harrison Ford. You're going to say Han Solo. If you're talking about Indiana Jones, you're going to talk about Indiana Jones. You're not going to keep calling him. You're not going to keep referring to the character as Harrison Ford because we, we all know who the character is in those movies. But apparently Faye Ray is way more famous than her character is. And I just, I don't know, I just find that, found that odd and interesting. That is kind of odd. So yeah, before I saw King Kong, I could not have told you the character's name, but I knew who the actress was. So there you go. I have another note that is a reference to The Exorcist 2, I think. And someone says, your mother eats Kongs in hell. Yes. Yes, that is also. So I guess they make three <laughs> three Exorcist jokes in there. Yeah. Because isn't it your mother sucks a, cock in hell? Yes. Or, or multiple. I your, thought so. I was like. Your mother sells socks that smell. Sells <laughs> Your, your mother still sucks that smell. Your your mother sucks cocks in hell is the line from The Exorcist, yes. Mm-hmm. Your mother eats song in hell. Yeah, and then there was a there was a lot of little things like that, like the Ajax at one point. It said Kong Ajax. Uh-huh. Like on the bottle. Yeah. I saw a YouTube uh, comment, but I didn't screenshot it, but it said that there was an opportunity missed that on the basket on the boat, it should have said Kong Treceptives. <laughs> That's right. They did have a whole crate full of contraceptives because uh, mm-hmm. they're liberated ladies and they need them, I guess, except they never actually <laughs> needed them. Through the course of the film, none of them actually needed them. Let's see. I think that's it. The Lady Jaws lipstick. Yeah, I think I think that's all I got. Really? Sexy boat party looks like a pillow fight. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Just when the girls were on the boat at the beginning? I guess. I'm not sure. Blondes, do you have more fun? At some point, Ray says that. Yeah. Oh, what, what did you think of him in general, Mr. Asquith? Um, I thought he was funny. Like, I thought he was just goofy and silly and... I mean, I thought he did the part. Like, I didn't okay. really pay attention to him in general. I <laughs> loved having his teeth, and I thought he was funny. I loved that he was just a dirty hippie walking <laughs> around, like, just happy to be around people no matter what. Just like, we, women. Now and then he's like, we, Queen Kong, someone loves me. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I just asked because uh, Loose Habit is on constantly about how beautiful he is, and I didn't think he was especially pleasant to look at so uh yeah i mean i was i didn't think he was unattractive by any means he's definitely not the like guy that we usually see where he's like you know has his hair parted and a button-up shirt and he's like hello i am here to save you he was just like yeah i mean he's young and he's in shape but i found his face hard to look at (laughs) (laughs) i didn't feel that bad like i didn't feel like his face was hard to look at but okay Okay. I understand what you're saying. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> curse me and my standards of beauty. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Rula Lenska is pleasant to look at, but her character was so unpleasant that mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't have any interest in looking at her. <laughs> Which I guess maybe she was doing a good job of acting or she made me dislike her because I think she's meant to be dislikable. She's kind of the bad guy. Right. She's, yeah. the, she's the denim. Yeah, she's the denim. Uh, okay, so yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Um, I hesitate to ask, Honeybee, what are you gonna rate this movie? 
four stars. I loved it. I think that if you like this kind of thing and you like these old movies, that you should watch it. Did it age well? No, but that's what comedy is. Comedy <laughs> is a time capsule. It is. You can go back and you can, I think Sarah Silverman said this, like comedy is a time capsule where someone had called her out for saying like the N word in one of her sketches and she like uh -huh. came to like make an apology about it and she like stood up and she's like, yeah, I am sorry for that. At that time when I made it, this is what it, it it's not appropriate, but it's what comedy was. And you can look back at any time period and see what was actually happening in the time compared to like looking at comedians because they don't necessarily have the filter or hold back in the same way that other people have to or do. And I think that this movie is very much that like it is definitely it did it age well? No, not exactly. Is it funny? It's it's funny. It's 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 one of those things where if you like the scary movies where they would come out every year and they would make fun of all the movies that had come out that year and it, they were horrible. They're horrible. They make horrible jokes. They're not politically correct. Like they're just they're awful. And that is they're funny. It's like it's just kind of one of those things. This movie is that. So if that is not your thing, don't watch it. If that is your thing, watch it and let me know how you feel about it. Don't let Precious know because he doesn't want to know. <laughs> it is true that sometimes comedy is very specific to a time and a place uh -huh. like this one was. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes it's dated and does not hold up well. But right. But I think really good comedy does. Hmm. Who's on first is still funny. Debatable. But <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I mean, yes, you have to have a general idea of what baseball is, but baseball is still around. It's yeah. it's still funny. A lot of the classic comedy is still funny. If you like slapstick comedy, Buster Keaton is still funny. Charlie Chaplin is still funny. I thought this was still funny. Maybe it, it's not funny, like, it, it's not going to be funny to... Like, or it's not going to be appropriate every like thing for the time that we are in now compared to then. But I, I do, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I did not find it funny oh, pretty much at all, but not just because it's dated and sexist and racist, but because it, I just felt it was poorly executed and, and bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like all of the movies that we've watched are like kind of <laughs> have that standard of poorly executed and bad. So I wouldn't think any, I wouldn't think this would be any different. Well, I just I found Robin Asquith to be so annoying, and yeah, he was. I found his his jokes to be really lame, and like I said, the you know constantly going back to Lazanga where they do the conga, it doesn't even rhyme properly. I give it a one. I did not care for it. I do not ever want to watch it again. I give it a four. So. I will probably watch it again and show it to other people. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> I've created a monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> folks, send us a message. Let us know what you think. Go yeah. to our... Go, Go to uh, mmftg.link.bio and you can find all of our things there to send us a message. 
give us a this movie's like. on YouTube. I don't know if we said that. Did we say yes, that? Yes, we did. We did. Okay. We did say it's on YouTube. Uh, rate and review us on your podcasting platforms. Come support Hello, us on Spotify. Patreon. And uh, next week we will be looking at alligator alligator, alligator. from 1980 <laughs> we're already to 1980 ladies and gentlemen alligator alligator it's on the roku channel it is on amazon prime uh that's where it is it's on prime and roku for free it's looks like you got to pay for it other places do not pay for it don't no. pay for it. Don't don't pay for alligator. Uh, all right. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. I thank have, you. Welcome back. All of the things. I have been Precious D. And I have been Honeybee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you. But you will hear us next time in Lazanga, where they do the conga on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Monster Movie Fun Time Go! If I were just an ordinary gorilla, we could take that night boat to Manila together. been listening to monster movie fun time go if you enjoyed the show please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice our theme song is by the texacato folk rock punk featuring lita lopez you can support the show find links to our social media and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg